A dream can be anything, whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually. Every week, the Dream Check Podcast brings you advice, encouragement, and real-life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer, a wife, a dog mom, coffee enthusiast, but most famously known for my sweatsuit collection. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to empower, activate, and sharpen those dreams that may be lying dormant in your life. If I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. What's up, friends, and welcome back for another episode on the Dream Check Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Ivanoff. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm so excited. We have my friend, Lindsay Harrod, back on the show. I think she was actually one of our first guests the first year I had the show. And so she's back again in a totally different season of her life, which is so cool to see the transition. If you don't know who she is, Lindsay is a fitness trainer and founder of the Lindsay Harrod Fitness app, which is also just an online workout program, which is amazing. Just downloaded the app myself. This is the new year when this comes out. So if you're looking to get into a new regimen, definitely download her app. It's super incredible. Lindsay's also a speaker and influencer, of course, on fitness, but also just motivation, food, and lifestyle. In today's episode, we talk about the importance of mindset and how to stay consistent with goals long-term and not just, dare I say, New Year's resolutions that last no longer than two weeks. We're all guilty of it. So she definitely shares some tips on that. She also shares how she grew her business, lots of tips on discipline and consistency. And then she also shares how to be happy, single, and focus on falling in love with yourself before stepping out into dating. It's a great episode for the new year, and I know you guys will love it and get lots of nice tips from it. So let's check in and welcome Lindsay to the show. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, girl. Good. Good. You just moved. I did. I just moved. And I just asked you how it's going, but you can tell me again. How is it going? (laughs) It's been a hectic 72 (laughs) hours, but I'm in the house. (laughs) You're powering through. Not only is she in the house, you guys, it's fully decorated. The tree is up. (laughs) The TV is up. Everything is up and she's straight chilling. Listen, the Virgo life chose me, okay? There's nothing I can do about it. I am who I am. Wait, what are the main qualities of a Virgo? I know nothing about. Oh, okay. Very just... Just detail-oriented, slightly OCD in terms of like everything has a place, just very organized, Mm. type A. I just saw a meme that's so funny you just said that this morning that said, I'm not OCD, I just like things in their place. Yeah, I resonate with that. Yeah, (laughs) I actually do too. (laughs) Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming back. If you guys remember, Lindsay was on the show almost a year ago. Yeah. In a totally different season of her life. And so I'm excited to chat today and just see what's different, what's changed from last year. Oh gosh, girl, everything. Yes. Okay, we're going to dive in. First, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask every guest, which I know is probably different than your last year's answer, but what is a dream you have right now? I have to Choose just one. You can, I don't whatever, know. I could start rattling. I could start rattling <laughs> off dreams. I'm like, I want to get married. I want to buy yes. a house. I uh, actually want to relaunch a new app, even though I just launched my app this year. I was going to say. <laughs> Listen, there's a, there's a process there, but I still do have the same dream also that I said on the podcast last year, which was to be 
on the cover of Shape Magazine. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I've got a lot of dreams. I love it, but yeah. the Shape Magazine. That's a that we're still we're still working towards staying. that one. Yeah, that one's staying. Okay, we're not going to let it, it go. <laughs> and the buying the house. Gosh, I feel like this is as an adult everyone's goal and dream. But we live in California. It's like when will it happen? I honestly ever? don't know. I thought this was going to be my year, but interest rates are oh my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy. And what Nico and I always say is like we would love to buy in a different state yeah, and like rent it and have that like passive income. So then maybe like it's more affordable to like buy a house in California, which even then we're like, do we even want to buy a house in California? So I feel you on that 100%. I would be nervous about my first purchase being out of state, just the logistics of managing the property in a different state. I don't know. It seems like a full-time job. It sounds a little overwhelming. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So fill us in. Who is Lindsay for anyone who hasn't, who hasn't listened to your first episode? Yes. Uh, My name is Lindsay Herod and I'm an LA based. Well, oh my gosh, I'm not LA based. I'm so used to saying that. Orange County based. (laughs) I love it. Um, Personal trainer, group fitness instructor. I have my own app. It is called the LHF app. So Lindsay Herod Fitness is where you can find me. Yeah. And I teach uh, virtual live stream workouts every single day, six days a week. And I'm just on a mission to really change women's relationships with fitness and with their bodies. When did the app come into play? Because I feel like obviously I follow you on Instagram and then one day I was like, wait, she has an app. I literally just downloaded it whenever I texted you. That was like a month ago. But congratulations. Thank you. awesome. Like how long was that process and journey? Um, About two years. Oh my gosh. But I went through different app in a (laughs) a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, it launched, gosh, I think that was in April this year. Now I wanted to completely redo it and launch a new app because I'm crazy. Yeah. I love it. I feel like everything like that's a journey. Totally. Yeah, you got to go through. And like this was a great first round, you know. It's like websites. I feel like I change my website every single year. Exactly, I'm about to launch a new site also. So it's just... (laughs) I'm dying. I love it. I love that for you. Yeah. It's going to... You know what? And every time it's an upgrade. We're always evolving, you know? Exactly. You honestly have to. Yeah. I feel like you're not growing if you're not evolving. So that's great. So I know you had talked about this in the last episode, but you didn't start training until you're about 25. Yeah. How did that journey of training start? Like what kind of sparked that? What's your inspiration behind that? And what did you do before that? So I've been an athlete my entire life. I grew up as a professional, competitive. I was a professional (laughs) swimmer. You guys, I was in the Olympics if you didn't know. (laughs) Competitive swimmer for 13 years. And then, so yeah, I've always been an athlete. And then I went on to actually start competing and bikini figure competitions. Beginning of college, that was where I really fell in love with fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a personal journey. It was really, really challenging. Ultimately realized that wasn't the journey for me. <laughs> it's just very restrictive. And I was really mm-hmm. struggling to find balance with nutrition and fitness and a social life and everything. It was just too much. But that's kind of where my love for fitness started. And then I actually, I kind of gap between college and when I became a trainer, I was modeling and I was commuting from San Diego, which was where I was going to college, to LA for castings all the time and ended up just making the move to LA and trying this modeling thing out full time. That's what I did for about seven or eight years, maybe even longer than that, actually. And I kind of talked about this on the last episode. It really sent me down on a dark path, like Mm -hmm. body dysmorphia, horrible body image, constantly comparing myself to other people. I was just working out for all of the wrong reasons, like Mm -hmm. only trying to seek a physical change, not for my health. And just woke up one day and I was like, this is just not the life for me. And I just quit modeling altogether and decided to go on my own personal journey with fitness and health and my spiritual journey and everything like that. And that was when I realized I wanted to become a trainer. 
I love it. Yeah. Okay, it's so funny you say that. I had posted about, I'm starting this like 90 day, technically that's like the program I'm doing. And I was like, oh, day one of my 90 day like fitness and health journey. And you were like, you got to have the mindset of this is a forever journey, not 90 days. And like when I thought about that, I was like, wait, that sounds so overwhelming. But also like I need to get into that mindset. Otherwise I'm like, oh, after the 90 days, I can do whatever I want. Right. And like, what have, have you experienced that? Like, yeah, I think it's just, you know, we get in our minds that if I do this for X amount of days, then I'm going to arrive at the destination that I want and then I'm going to be happy. But really it's about creating these sustainable lifestyle habits you know, that are Mm going to carry us through the rest of our life. And then it doesn't feel like this pick back up, start over again, Mm -hmm. another 90-day program, another 30-day program here and there. We're just trying to make lifestyle habits. That's just how our life is. Yeah, that's literally where I'm at right now. I'm like, okay, I'm 32. I can't just eat whatever I want to a certain degree anymore. And even if I could, my insides are not healthy and it's coming out as like gut issues Mm -hmm. or low energy or my mood or I'm super irritable, but I'm eating like fast food and processed food and like girlfriend or I'm, <laughs> or I'm eating one meal a day and my body yeah. is now running off of nothing good ruining your metabolism ruining my metabolism and so I got on this like health talk on TikTok and I felt like I was learning so much and then long story short hired this like nutrition coach and trainer and I'm really trying to prepare my body for a baby and just like a healthy environment yeah. for a baby to thrive and so I had to have the same mindset of like I just woke up and was like I cannot do this anymore and it's funny because last time you were on the show, I was also starting a program that failed. But because I think I had the mindset of, oh, I'm a, I'm doing this for 30 days. Yeah. And then what? And then I'm going back. Exactly. To- it's like, aren't you so sick of feeling like I got to start again? I got to yes. start again. I got to start again. When it's like, if you can just make these sustainable lifestyle mm-hmm. changes that just become habits and just a part of your life, mm-hmm. then yeah, you're not picking back up and starting over again. What do you think is the most unhealthy mindset for someone to have um, going into essentially a complete lifestyle change? Uh, being impatient, mm. 100%. I think everybody wants a quick fix and no one wants to, you know, be there for the consistency, but mm. consistency is going to take you all the way to the end every single time. So I think just being impatient with your results is probably the worst mindset to have. Yeah. I always say your body is not Amazon Prime. It's not going to arrive in two days. It's only though, <laughs> you know, but it's like anything good and sustainable is not going to come super easy. It's like, you want a healthy relationship, you have to work at it. 100%. You want healthy new lifestyle habits, you have to work at that. And especially like, I know for me, it's discouraging sometimes. And I know for most people, and I'm sure you've experienced this, it's like, oh, I've been going to the gym for like three weeks now. Like nothing has changed, yep. you know? And it's like, well, it really takes what, like eight weeks to really see results. Yeah. yeah. And then we get so discouraged when we're not seeing the results. And then mm-hmm. we kind of start to fall back into those old habits again. And then this vicious cycle repeats itself. And we're like, okay, now I'm sick of my own shit. I'm going to pick yeah. back up again, start again. Yeah. Like I was saying to you the other day, it's, it's a lifestyle journey. It's a life mm-hmm. journey. So just pick back up for one last time and just try to commit to making mm-hmm. these habits that are going to carry you through your life. What is one piece of advice you would give someone who is beginning a, a new journey of a healthy lifestyle change? whether it be nutrition or fitness or just honestly mental health? I think starting with really small attainable goals. Mm -hmm. I think people tend to overwhelm themselves. I'm going to work out six days a week for an hour a day. I'm going to cut all my carbs, you know, and they just Mm -hmm. overwhelm themselves with these really, really large macro goals or goals that are just 
unnecessary. You don't need to be cutting all of your carbs and cutting all of your sugar and all of this. Start with really small attainable goals and be proud of yourself for them. I'm going to move my body for 15 to 20 minutes, four days a week. Mm -hmm. And I always say when it comes to nutrition, I think too many people when it comes to fat loss, weight loss, anything like that, eating healthier, cleaner, everyone tends to focus on what they can't have. Mm. I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I always tell people to focus on just adding more rather than taking away. Instead of, you know, eating less sugar, just focus on eating more vegetables and drinking Mm -hmm. more water. What can you add that's healthier rather than being super hyper-focused on what you aren't allowed to have? And I think it just makes it feel less daunting. Because of the the more water you're drinking and the more vegetables that you're Mm -hmm. eating, you're just naturally going to be cutting those sugar cravings and you're Mm -hmm. going to be craving more healthy foods. And the more that you're exercising, you're going to be craving more healthy foods. Everything Mm -hmm. goes hand in hand. It's so funny because it's so true. Like I think my I'm on day like I think oh this is day seven this it's been a week of like kind of counting my macros but also just like having whole food clean food and I have found that a I'm not as hungry as often when I'm actually feeding my body nutritious food yeah because when I'm having a Big Mac and fries it turns into I don't know sugar and then my cortisol it's not level, nutrient it's, dense and so that's exactly. why it's so easy that's why I always tell people this kind of like analogy like think about sitting on the couch and eating a bag of chips right like we can do it so mindlessly and we can eat a whole bag of chips like that because it's empty calories. It's not nutrient dense. Mm -hmm. But imagine trying to sit on the couch and eat a bag that big of broccoli. Yes. Right? Like you're not going to be able to eat a bag of broccoli that big because it's Mm -hmm. so nutrient dense and filling. I just watched a TikTok where this guy was comparing like all sorts of like healthy food versus like bad food. And he had like a Big Mac fries and like a five piece nugget. And then there was like a four ounce chicken with broccoli and like like a healthy uh, carb. Yeah. And he was like, if you eat this Big Mac and the fries and the chicken nuggets, you actually probably feel like you could eat more. If not in an mm-hmm. hour, you could eat more. Yeah. If you eat this chicken, broccoli and sweet potato, you're going to be full and probably be full until the next appropriate meal time. Absolutely. I mean, like my first meal of the day, I make a giant like protein smoothie and I load it up with as many nutrients mm-hmm. as I can. Chia seeds, hemp seeds, like everything. Throw it all in there. And it sustains me like for hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours and I don't feel hungry at all. Crazy how that works. Yeah. Gosh, you're making me even more excited for my journey right now. Good, I'm glad. Okay, tell us why you hate New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I just think, you know, I just don't buy into it. Everyone always sets these New Year's resolutions and they fall off, you know, after a few weeks, like you just said, you know, Mm -hmm. after like three weeks, you're like, okay, I'm not seeing the results or whatever it is. I just think, again, coming back to what I was saying in the beginning, like, let's just focus on making lifestyle changes and habits that are going to sustain us the whole year. Check in with your goals. Like, why are you only setting these big goals like on January 1st? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm always checking in with myself on my goals. So, I mean, obviously I like goal setting is great. Absolutely. I just think that the whole New Year's resolution type goal, it's a little bit of a joke to me. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. I don't hate them, but just like, when have you ever met somebody who was like, I stuck to all of my New Year's resolutions? There's not Not one person. (laughs) There's not one person. I mean, it's so true because it's the whole goes back to the mindset of like, okay, so you're starting this New Year's resolution because it's like a trendy thing. Everyone does it. It's like, oh, January 1st, getting back in the gym, but you still have the mindset of like, is this a lifelong? decision because that's a much bigger deal than like, oh, this is my New Year's resolution. But even smaller than that, it's almost the same as, you know, say you ate really great and exercise like Monday through Thursday and then you feel like you fell off like, you know, really bad Friday and whatever. And you're like, I 
I'm going to get back on on Monday. Monday, I'm going to start again, back on my workouts, back on clean eating. But it's like, why Why are you waiting until Monday? If you're self-aware of these habits <laughs> on a Thursday at 4 p.m., you could just pick back up right now at, at 4 p.m. on Thursday. You know, like you just got to be self-aware and checking in with yourself. You don't got to wait until Monday. Don't be like, all right, well, I already screwed up for the last two days. So I might as well just keep going at it for another couple of days. I relate to that on so many levels. And I was just talking to a friend last week about it because very similar to me. And I feel like most of society, it's like, oh, I want to read more. I saw so like buy these books and then I actually never read them. And then like, it's not just fitness and nutrition. It's many things in my life that I feel like it's more of a discipline issue than anything else. I think I said this on the last show we did, but I listened to this Ed Milet podcast yeah. where he had said that lack of confidence is lack of trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. And so if you're constantly saying, oh, I'm going to start eating healthy. Oh, I'm going to start going to the gym. And then you don't do it. I'm going to read a book a month and then you don't do it repeatedly for if you're 32, for 32 years. Then you're not like, keeping those promises that you make to yourself. It, I feel self-conscious sometimes yeah. because I feel like I'm not holding myself to the standard that maybe I hold other people to or myself to. Like if you were dating someone and they were breaking promises that they made to you all 100%. the time, you wouldn't like that person. Nope. And so that's why sometimes we fall short on liking ourselves. It creeps in in like subconscious ways. Which is why I really stress to people, small goals, small attainable goals, because if you're setting all of these really large goals for yourself, mm-hmm. and obviously that's relative to each person, but I'm going to read two books this month and I'm going to do this and that and things that are just realistically not attainable. And then you're not keeping those promises to yourself and you feel like you're not holding yourself to this higher certain standard. Yeah, it's ruining your self-confidence. That's mm-hmm. why I'm very, very big on small realistic goals because they're going to add up over time. That's so good. Even with reading, I'm like, I, I read pretty much every single night mm-hmm. for the most part. I don't put a certain number of pages on it. You know, I'm just like, I'm going to read for Fit Mason. Maybe it's 10 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe it's an hour. I don't know. I'm just reading a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think we need to put so much pressure on ourselves. Yeah, because then when you can't follow through because it's such a huge goal, your first week back in the gym or your first week eating healthy, it's like, okay, let's be realistic. So then you don't get discouraged in your journey. Yeah, exactly. I know you're very passionate about mental health along with physical health. What is your journey with mental health and your experience in that? So I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Therapy has completely changed my life. I wish I would have dove into it so much sooner. Same. I just think I'm so, so happy to see the stigma around therapy shifting so much. Mm-hmm. It makes me so happy. And I think everyone should be going to therapy. Whether you have something traumatic going on or not, we all mm-hmm. have like inner child work that we can be healing and working on and just diving deeper into discovering our true selves. And I think that's what's been the most rewarding part for me is really, I did have a lot of like childhood trauma that I was unresolved and I didn't realize how much it was affecting my decisions and my behavior patterns as an adult until I I really started diving deep into it in therapy and it's uncomfortable, you know, and it is very uncomfortable, but it's like the most important work I think you'll ever do for yourself and your life. And it's also a life journey. You're Mm going to keep discovering new parts of yourself and unlocking new parts of yourself. And I just think that also is major for building your confidence when you just are like not afraid to get, Mm -hmm. you know, your hands dirty and diving deeper into who you are and turning inward um, and also just having a safe space to talk about what's on your mind that's unbiased. Yeah, huge, huge advocate for therapy. I couldn't agree more. And I feel like even if you haven't had something traumatic happen, if you were to just go to therapy with no issues, you'll discover the issues that That's you have. That's what I'm saying. Like we've all had traumatic things yeah. happen, whether I think a lot of people think of, you know, they hear the word trauma and they think of something really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we all have traumas, every breakup you've gone through in your life is a trauma. You know, we all have small traumas that we're dealing with all the time, whether it's a career change, whatever, whatever it may be.
may be. Um, but yeah, you do. You start to peel back those onion layers and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's really been so helpful for me, like I said, in just learning my behavior patterns and why I am the way I am and why I react the way I do sometimes or, you know, perspectives that I have. And it's really helped me allow me to shift them. Yeah. I I remember one time I went to therapy for a specific reason and then she started asking me questions and I was like, well, that's not the reason I'm here. Oh yeah. And she's like, well, I still need you to answer the question. I'm like, this has nothing to do with how my mom and dad's relationship was. And she's like, this has everything to do. Exactly. That's exactly what happened to me. I started going to therapy after a breakup because I was like, I got, I got I need a therapist after this one. <laughs> we talked about that last time. Um, but yeah, literally same thing. She's like, okay, so we're going to start with your childhood. And I'm like, wait, I'm here with a broken heart. <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. are you talking about? Um, but it made everything make sense. Every decision I've made in mm-hmm. my relationship choices and the types of men that I was choosing and how the outcomes of some of my relationships, like it all made sense when I really broke it down to my childhood. I love it. And this is a perfect segue into relationships um, and just loving yourself before loving someone else. And I know you're in a completely different place than you were a year ago. If you want to like touch on just just to encourage anyone listening, like how much can happen in a year or maybe someone who is currently going through a heartbreak and thinks their life is over and it's never going to get better. Yeah. I mean, I've been there (laughs) and I know how debilitating it feels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A year ago, I was in a really bad place mentally. I was in a really, really dark headspace and it felt like I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I went through a really traumatic breakup. To be honest, it was so hard to continue to show up for myself when I was in that headspace, but I just, I did it. I was like, I don't care how hard it is. I'm going to keep showing up for myself. And I just really, really prioritized myself this year, whatever that looked like. I just kept showing up for myself and that helped me to build my confidence back up because my confidence felt really, really broken. My spirit felt broken. My light felt broken, like robbed of me, everything. I just was like, not myself. I just was selfish with myself this year. I said, I'm just prioritizing me. And I did. This season of being single or going through a heartbreak, it's uncomfortable, but luckily it's the one human experience that we can all, Mm -hmm. you know, relate on. Everyone goes through it. And it's like the most transformative seasons of your life Mm -hmm. because I really think that confidence comes from those uncomfortable seasons. Mm -hmm. You're forced, you're forced to show up for yourself, you know, and your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship you'll ever have. Every other relationship is affected by how your relationship with yourself is. So if you're not right within yourself, then none of your other relationships are going to be right either. Yeah. There's this quote that's like, you can can only love someone else at the level that you love yourself. Yeah. And so if you're broken and healing and you don't like who you are, how can you expect to give love to anyone else? Absolutely. And so I, I know... It's just that you can't pour from an empty cup either. Exactly. And like some people just bounce relationship to relationship. And I feel like that's such a toxic place to be with yes. healing. Um, have you experienced that at all? I've never been the type of person to bounce from relationship to relationship, but I've seen a lot of people in my life do it. And and mm-hmm. I and I see how detrimental it is to them. And I first thing I always do is recommend therapy to yeah. them. What is the biggest takeaway you've had within therapy and the heartbreak healing process? I think the biggest takeaway is allowing yourself to feel the emotions, which is something mm-hmm. I was really struggling with. I was so hurt and I was wanting to suppress all those feelings because it was uncomfortable to sit in those like dark and heavy emotions. And my therapist would really force me to. It's like I would be like I'm my, my eyes would be 
like filling up with water and she was like, you just look like a dam that's like about to overflow, mm-hmm. but you're just not letting it, like you're holding it all in at the very top. And it's just like, once all this water wants to tip over and she was like, just let it go, like just do it. And I just was like, I can't, I can't. And then, you know, I just, I forced myself. I forced myself to just get really uncomfortable and vulnerable and feel the emotions. And the only way to work through them is to feel them and to not mm-hmm. feel shame around the emotions that you're feeling or guilt or anything like that. You're a human being and emotions are part of the human experience and they're meant to be felt. I think the more that you get comfortable with allowing yourself to feel your emotions, then it's kind of you giving yourself more control and power. You're not Mm -hmm. giving them power over you. Gosh, I feel like I'm a constant damn trying to, that needs some. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, it's hard. It is so hard because I feel like just with my own, and you're probably similar because you sound the same as me, just have that tough exterior. Yeah. And it has a lot to do with like how I was raised. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're going to cry, go to your room, you know? So like that stuff is very private to me. So I feel like I hold in a lot of emotions. And what I've also learned in therapy is it is, you got to embrace them because how can you ever get over them if you're just holding them in? Absolutely. They're just literally trapped inside of you then at that point. And they will be until you address them, mm-hmm. whether it's today or 10 years from now, they're still going to be there until you address them. So yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for me was really allowing myself to feel my emotions through that. And it was really, really crucial for the healing process. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel less bad about feeling sad. Like it's okay to feel sad. You know, it's okay to feel heartbroken, hurt, and all of these things. We feel, it's like we feel bad. Like we're not supposed to feel that way, you know, or X amount of time has passed. So I should be over this by now. And that's just not the case. Everyone's healing journey is going to look different. I know that you so desire marriage and children. And so what do you think was the biggest lie that the enemy would tell you when it comes to relationships? Because I I know you spoke on this last episode, the fear of like, oh, I'm, I forget how old you are, but 34. I'm starting over now. Yeah. You know, and what would you say to someone who's in that boat? Like, oh, I'm 36 and I'm afraid to break up with this guy, even though I know he's not good for me because then I have to start over. Yeah. I had those fears for sure. Mm -hmm. But I just think that there was like a feeling in my gut that I couldn't deny any longer that was like, this isn't right for me. Like Mm -hmm. there's more out of life for me than this. And I just couldn't ignore that intuition anymore. And it was scary. It was scary to like take that leap of faith and Mm -hmm. feel like I'm starting over, but it was the best decision I ever made, even though it hurt so much at the time. It was the best decision I ever made because it's led me to where I am now. And now I'm in this season of thriving. (laughs) What wisdom would you give... uh to any single girls experiencing the same thing? I think a lot of people right now, they're struggling. I get this question asked me all the time, like how do you like find the joy in like these single seasons and Mm -hmm. being happy? And I feel like kind of coming back to what I said earlier about until you're right with yourself, you're not going to be right with anyone else. Double down on yourself, prioritize yourself, work on building your own confidence up because that's really what's going to make this season of being single feel more joyous and harmonious for you is if you can learn something from it and grow and evolve. And like I said, really build your self-confidence confidence up on your own. You can't rely on someone else to build your confidence for you. You Mm got to do it yourself. And my advice in that would be if you're single and dating is to really be firm with your boundaries Mm -hmm. in your work life, your personal life, but definitely in your dating life. And I think as women, a lot of us, we tend to put too much focus on like, does he like me? Am I doing enough things right in the relationship to make Mm -hmm. him like me and not enough focus on, do I like him enough? Is he doing enough for me? Mm -hmm. Is he pursuing me enough? And be bold enough to say, 
set like really strong boundaries in your dating life and they might feel uncomfortable at first. I think when, say you meet a new guy and you're really excited about him and he asks you, you know, like to dinner on a Tuesday night, but you have plans with your friends on Tuesday nights. Like I feel like most women would be like, tell our friends like, hey, this guy asked me out. So like, can I cancel on you guys? Mm-hmm. And I would urge you to not do that, to mm-hmm. like be firm in the fact that you have boundaries in your own life and say, hey, actually like I have plans on Tuesday night already, but I'm available on Thursday night if you want to take me out then. Because if you're too available, then you're not giving them the space to pursue you. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, you're not giving them the space to pursue you, which is what you want. And I tend to give too much of myself to people too quickly without them really earning a place in my life first or showing me that they're worth it. And then you kind of set yourself up for disappointment that way, mm-hmm. which ruins your self-confidence. I think really focus this whole season on just building your self-confidence up and have really firm boundaries. And yeah, it's uncomfortable at first. Mm-hmm. I think that's where all the confidence is going to come from. Yeah, I think every, like, it's funny because every topic we've talked about, like everything kind of ties back to self. You have yeah. to love self. You have to work on self. You have to be confident with self before you can really, even I feel like people who listen to this show love the topic of dating. And so I feel like I try to give a little bit of like dating within every episode, but I feel like it all does come back to self-confidence. Like you're not going to be your best self on a date when you lack self-confidence. Yep. And so I do think it just all kind of ties in to loving yourself more. And so what are maybe a couple easy, I don't know if it would be like a tip, you know, since we're not doing the New Year's resolutions, but I'm <laughs> so aligned with you on that. I love it so much. What are maybe like one to five things you would say, like start implementing this, these small things into your day-to-day and watch it grow into something bigger, um, whether that be prayer, journaling, whatever. Those were actually the first two things that I was going to say. Journaling for sure. I start my morning every single day with my five-minute journal and I love the five-minute journal so much because it is five minutes. Yeah. Again, coming back to these really small goals mm-hmm. that don't feel daunting. Journaling sometimes feels really intimidating to people because they're like, I don't know what to write about. I don't know what to say. What if it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense? Like, it's just a brain dump, write whatever you want. But this is journal prompted. Mm-hmm. You're starting your day with gratitude. You're starting your day with an affirmation. Like, it's such a healthy mindset habit and mental health habit to just start your day on the right 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 tone. Mm-hmm. Um, so journaling, prayer, if that's, you know, part of your spiritual practice, mm-hmm. that's something that carries me through. I would urge you to do something each day that maybe feels a little bit uncomfortable or intimidating. Mm-hmm. I think too many of us are just stuck in playing everything safe and feeling really comfortable all the time because change feels uncomfortable and nobody mm-hmm. likes that. But if you're really trying to grow your self-confidence and love yourself more, I think that's one of the best things that you can do. Obviously, movement. Move the body. Move the body. Honestly, <laughs> movement, of course, like for your physical health is so great, but also for your mental health, it's just like this 30 to 60 minutes of the day that you can get out of your head and into your body. And that is such a nice break to just get out of your head sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like we're sometimes just like such prisoners to our own thoughts all day long. We just have this voice inside our head that just doesn't ever stop talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Um, and we can't escape it. There's no, no, no choice there. But when you're working out, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think journaling has really, really been a game changer for me. And also disconnecting from electronics. I was waiting for that yep. one. Yep, <laughs> disconnecting from electronics. I have like a hard shut off at night. TV's off, computers closed, phones away, everything. And that's just when I get in bed and I read. I don't plug my phone in next to my bed. I'm always like, I live in such a, what if there's an emergency? I'm not going <laughs> to hear if someone's at my front door and my ring app if my phone's Oh my by. gosh. I mean, it's just in the bathroom, so it's close by. But I started doing that actually. So earlier this year after I went through freezing my eggs, I was mm-hmm. suffering really, really bad insomnia from all the hormonal changes that my body went through. And I was trying every trick in the book. And... I feel like people don't 
don't give it enough credit how powerful it is to disconnect from electronics and social media and things mm -hmm. like that. And I started just disconnecting from all of my electronics and plugging my phone in in the bathroom like an hour before I would go to bed and just reading, you know, in some red light before I went to sleep to just kind of help get myself tired. Mm -hmm. And it was the only thing that would help me sleep. And now it's just become a habit. And now mm -hmm. it's just part of my life and my routine. It's crazy how addicted without even knowing that we are to our phones. And I'll find myself like, oh, I'm just going to like check something real quick while I'm in bed, like on my phone. And then an hour later, I'm Literally. like sucked back into like TikTok. Or I've, and... or I've ordered 30 things on Amazon. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I realistically just need to delete Amazon, delete TikTok because I swear I buy a thing a day yeah, from TikTok. Same. Yeah. Gosh, the struggle is real. Those are all great things to implement. Yeah, honestly, the, the phone is a big one. I just got a hatch. What's a hatch? Uh, the sunrise alarm. I've seen that on TikTok. Yeah, I just got it and I am absolutely obsessed. Is that the one Don't you have tap? your phone. Yes. Okay. It's it's amazing. Yeah, no phone next to the bed. Don't do it. And I'm telling it you, it feels, everyone's like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I used to think the same thing and now I'm just, actually makes me feel weird if my phone's next to my bed mm -hmm. when I go to sleep. That's, I think, going to be a, a goal, a goal for me. Thanks for that. Yeah. Any other last minute tips of advice you'd give to anyone on a, a new uh, health journey? starting 2023? I think my biggest advice would be, I think community really That's good. is such a game changer because everyone struggles with consistency. And I think the more fun and enjoyable you can make the experience, the easier it's going to be mm -hmm. to be consistent. You know, a lot of people, it's not enjoyable to just go to the gym by yourself, put your AirPods in, program your own workout, kind of cruise mm -hmm. around machine to machine. Like it's not that enjoyable. To mm -hmm. me, that experience is not that fun. But when you can find a community that you can connect to and now you're also fulfilling a little bit of a social aspect of your life as well. Mm -hmm. It makes it so much more enjoyable and more easy to be consistent. So whether that's, you know, joining an app like my app, mm -hmm. I like my community is everything to me. I feel like I just get to hang out with hundreds of best friends every single day and we work out together and we laugh. I love and it. Wait, tell us more about how they can get involved in your app because that was going to be my next question anyway. Yeah, you can just download the app in the app store, the LHF app, or you can go to my website, lindsayheredfitness.com and all of the information will be there and might go live every single morning at 8 a.m. And it's so fun. I've got girls turn, tuning in from all over the world and we've all just become besties. It's just so much fun. And so I think just, I really encourage someone who's starting, maybe feeling like they're picking back up in their fitness journey mm -hmm. or feeling a little lost, like try to find a community that you can connect to, whether that's a studio close by or joining an mm -hmm. online community. I think that the community aspect really helps you to feel supported. We celebrate each other's wins every day. It's so much fun. I love the girls get so excited and they're sending me DMs if they're not in the live and they're doing the recording on their own and they're like, oh my gosh, this is, I hit, you know, push-ups on my toes for the first time today and everybody's cheering them on. It's so much fun. That's a big win. Yeah. You know what I've been doing in the gym? Because I can do one push-up with right now on my toes and I've been recording my push-ups because I'm most curious to see in a year if I'm consistent, how many push-ups I can do. You can do it. That'll be the real test of strength. Yeah. Okay, wait, you just went to Greece, by the way. Totally spaced on that. You did a whole trip with how many people from the community? 20. 20 girls came to my retreat, yeah. That is, how was that? It was the trip of a lifetime. It looked insane. Yeah, it was, it was really incredible. I mean, 
oh, I couldn't have put more of my favorite things together. It's like you're getting to experience travel and a new country and new cuisines. And then you're also getting to connect with these like-minded women from your community Mm -hmm. and work out every single day and do these fun excursions together, laugh, drink wine. I mean, it was incredible. I'm definitely doing another retreat in 2023. I was going to say, is that going to be another? Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't decided what location I'm going to do for 2023 yet. I mean, Greece is pretty epic for that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Are there any books you recommend? Oh my gosh. I love books. Yes. Um, oh, great. Yeah. Big book girl. Um, okay. So Gifts of Imperfection, Brene Brown, Untamed, Glennon Doyle. I feel like everyone has to read that book. Okay. Um, for my single girls, Single and Secure by Rich Wilkerson Jr. I have not read that. I mean, I'm not single, but like, I'm just so interested. I and think I've you would still great. find the, it a really interesting read. Okay. Um, and I think it would be great even for you just for dialogue with other people on the yeah. podcast. Um, but it's really, really great. So yeah, those three books I absolutely love. And then this is not a fiction book, but everyone needs to read November 9 by Colleen Hoover because it's my favorite book ever. I have seen so many people posting that book <laughs> on their story. I'm not like a, a nonfiction reader. I'm really not a reader in general, but I just keep seeing that posted everywhere. See, I was the opposite. I... I was, or I was the same as you. Now I'm the opposite. Now I just only want to read fiction books. But this is, again, this is when I was really struggling with sleep and I was forcing myself to just disconnect from my phone and sleep at night. And I kind of saw the internet going crazy over Colleen Hoover mm-hmm. books. So I was like, all right, I'll try one out. And I was hooked instantly after the first book. It lives up to the hype. Yeah. And I then I, I literally read, I think, 10 of her books within like four or five months. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much. I'm so encouraged and inspired. I know everyone else that listens to this episode will feel the same way. And third time's a charm. We're going to have to have you back on for a third time. And maybe it'll be... <laughs> I'm my prayer and biggest dream is that in a year from now, my lifestyle has changed and it's not just a small 90-day goal. Yes, Nicole. And I'll be on the cover of Shea Magazine and maybe I'll even have a ring on my finger. We love to see it. Yes, I'm believing for that. (laughs) Well, love you, girl. And thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me.